All right. So if if my counting is correct, which I try not to do too much of it, it it's a bit of a brain drain, if you know what I'm saying. Arithmetic but, is not our strong suit. <laughs> no. Uh, save for, you know, good old Professor... He was he was the best there ever was. I actually lie. I love math, but anyway, <laughs> I don't. I'm not lying at all. <laughs> that guy was a good not professor. He was a good teacher, but mm, mm, his subject not a fan of it. Mm. So the, if I'm not mistaken, this is episode five of season five. That is correct. And we find it feels like we haven't gone. It feels like I haven't seen any more of Saint Seiya. In like a year. It feels like there's been that much time. I think it's also. I was, I was going to mention this later on. But I mean it's perfect time to mention it now. It's also the pacing of the show. That like when there's a big pause. The pause feels even longer. Because it really does feel like the show is booking it for me. <clears throat> like it yeah, covers I think... so much ground in just three episodes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think you could easily, like, I, I understand why this show uh, is kind of, I don't know, I understand why, well, why it needs to be brief, mm-hmm. because with all of these moving parts, I think if you just tried to explain all of them, you would get bogged down to the point where the story couldn't support itself. <laughs> Absolutely. Like when at the end of episode six, they're introducing the main villain mm-hmm. and giving tidbits of his backstory and the fact that he's the brother of one of the other characters who just got introduced. It's like, oh, man, I'm going to have to write some of this down. <laughs> it's like right before he's introduced, they introduced like the chains and what their gimmick is and like. They're detecting him and whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, okay. And then you see the chains in action and like what they do. And it's like, geez. <clears throat> it's the most bonkers. Like the lore of this show is the, it's the most... craziest thing we're watching. I mean, like it's talking about the Zodiacs. And then it's like, don't you remember all your favorite Zodiacs like Unicorn and Pegasus and the Andromeda Nebula? Yeah, no, I, what's an Andromeda? I was actually wondering, is that do is that a, a, a thing? So the Andromeda Galaxy, but I don't know of anything outside of that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, the only things they're able to reference are like the thing from space, which, you know. <laughs> The reason we have, you know, Jupiter and uh, uh, Neptune and then like, like, you know, we have Greek God or uh, Roman God names Mm -hmm. for the planets. And then we have like constellations that are like, you know, the Zodiac. It's like, well, wait, this one's neither of them. It was just (laughs) next door. Right. It just didn't actually. Well, I I have to know for sure now because I meant to I meant to look this up earlier. I want to look up what an Andromeda actually is if it is anything. If it's not oh Andromeda's from Greek mythology. Oh, I should have known that. That's because it sounds so familiar and I remember that there was a uh, there's a character. But I don't remember uh, what daughter of the king of Ethiopia Cepheus and his wife Cassiopeia. 
Um, when Cassiopeia boasts that she is more beautiful than the N- Nereids, Nereids? I'm not sure. Poseidon sends the sea monster Cetus to ravage the coast of Ethiopia th- as divine punishment. Andromeda is chained to a rock as a sacrifice to sate the monster, but is saved from death by Perseus, who marries her and takes her to Greece to reign as his queen. Yeah, so that's it's Perseus's wife. Oh, cool. So, but she just she just some friggin' lady like this. This isn't <laughs> unicorn true. or I don't know Siberia. Whatever, whatever Hyoga is. I don't or, even remember what his. He was Hydra. Hydra. No, right. no, no. Hyoga was not Hydra. Hyoga was the swan. Or I yeah. beg your pardon. It's I such think... a mishmash that if you try to start putting it together, it falls apart quicker. It's like, like it's like a it's like dry a... sand when you're making a sand castle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's like um. What is it? Uh, latex, like they discovered in the manufacturing process, if they if they tried to uh, uh, slowly pull it apart, it would get stretched out and wouldn't like you couldn't make uh, fine cuts with it until one guy angrily just yanked it and it popped totally clean. And they're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a, it's like a, it's a contradiction, <laughs> which, you know, that Chinese kanji. The contradiction is that, yeah. <laughs> which was the coolest part of all three, where it was like, that's cool that the 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 kanji in Chinese for a contradiction is a uh, unstoppable force and an immovable object. Pretty much. Yeah, but specifically a sword and a shield yeah, are what a, the kanji are. It was a spear and a shield. Spear and a shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that a was freaking that- wicked. A shield that cannot be broken and a spear that can pierce anything or something like that. Yeah. So we should like get started somewhere because I understand that the the lore is panic personified. But (laughs) (laughs) the story is actually very straightforward and I'm enjoying it a lot. And man, the revival scene was like exactly what like this is the kind of stuff i love mm-hmm. but um so yeah so we watched episodes four through six yep four is kind of the the uh the main fight between Seiya and shiryu and uh i realized saint Seiya is from the 80s mm-hmm. and street fighter is from the 90s so oh. street fighters most iconic or second most iconic move, whoever you ask, comes straight from Saint Seiya. Because Shiryu's uppercut is literally called Rising Dragon, which in Japanese is Shoryuken. That's awesome. So yeah, like Ryu is based off of Shiryu. And you know, he he's the dragon guy and everything and Ryu is, you know, the uh, the dragon from the east. That's awesome. I didn't even put that together. I wow. And the the place where that comes from, or, or not? Uh, well, I guess not that specifically, but like where Shiryu comes from, like his whole uh, origin story and his flashback. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't mind this flashback at all, almost because I'm a mark for this kind of thing. The sort of like 
kung fu feet where it's like someone's doing training and they don't understand it and they're like master this is impossible and then after a bunch of training they do it and it's like it's a great way of setting something up Mm -hmm. and like uh convincing you that it's impossible and then showing the hero pull it off and making sure it looks really cool like cooler than you could have expected yeah that painting was really cool and they showed it twice and it it was it was pretty cool both times. Well, just when he hit it and the animation stopped mm-hmm. and then it started going in the other direction. And it was like that portion of the water waterfall reversed. And then it like the dragon in the water. <coughs> I mean, I, I there's nothing more I could ask for. Also. This uh, flashback is at the right place if you're going to use the flashback. So Shiryu's not the main character. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to have his origin story at the beginning of the show. But you do show it when he's being introduced. Like if this is the place you're going to show it, this is when you do it. Because that's kind of before they really have their fight is we get his his kung fu origin story. Right. It, it was the perfect his, time to do it because his master was dying. So that gives him like it gives him an, uh, a reason to want to get out of the fight quickly. Yeah, I like I like how they they cross their T's and dot their I's like they're really trying to be legit <laughs> with mm-hmm. this stuff. But there's so much melodrama. Like <laughs> sure you and he's he like stops the fight and goes to talk to this girl. He's like, Master is dying. <laughs> Way over the top, but it, uh it works. I th- also think maybe it wasn't over the top at the time. This is mm-hmm. just, you know, we've been raised on subversion and cynicism, so we think <laughs> look at them <laughs> look at these serious things happening. Who would take this seriously? Yeah, the show is just, it's so, like, it's so much. We talked it's about It's got its heart on its sleeve. Around. Yeah, it's it's definitely got its heart on its sleeve, and it's so easy to watch. Like, I could easily just continue watching it. That's why. With, with, um, uh, with, the, with the limitation of three episodes <clears throat> that we set, I found myself like, oh, but I kind of want to keep going. Agonizing, yeah. Like it, the fact that it's going to be like a month before we get to watch more. <laughs> <clears throat> we four was too many. We made a mistake. We're not going to back down from that because if we back down from it now, that means postponing Gurren Lagann. Right. And we're not doing that again. But for future, we're going to let this thing rock back down to three because waiting a full month to watch three more episodes of Saint Seiya is going to kill me. <clears throat> Uh, okay, so yeah, episode four is kind of that big fight, and mm-hmm. I think you, with the fight, you really get the finish of the fight in episode five, and that's also yeah. where like the choreography really starts to come together. Uh, the fight in episode four is really kind of typical action anime stuff where they're you know they're they're trading conversation. In between their trading of blows. Right. And it's like an action response. Action response. Yeah. Whereas in episode five, they just let them fight. Like without words almost. Mm -hmm. And it was like, 
this is really good. This is noticeably better than before. Uh, but I wasn't. I was still enjoying episode four. I mean, it, there's such an effortless charm to all of this. And the fact that they kind of. I, I like getting the audience reactions. Or yeah. well, more like you're getting the saints reactions and you're getting like, you know, the other character, the other mysterious characters that we don't quite know too much about yet. Like the uh, the lady watching and her like bodyguard. I like how mm-hmm. they established the bodyguard as like a character. She's like, you know, better than anyone or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this bodyguard, he's definitely going to have a fight scene before this is all over. <laughs> <clears throat> but like. When you get uh, what's his face? Yeah, Hyoga. When Hyoga's watching the fight. And he like he realizes what the weakness is and he he notices that Saya realized it at the same time as him. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like that's that's a good way of just making your characters likable because you start getting excited for when they interact. Yeah, he then uh, Hyoka, I mean, like up to this point, he's demonstrated that he's really good at what he does. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. He's really good at being cool. Um, <laughs> yes, he's the cool character. For a second, oh. I was I was thinking Pegasus is a bit or not Pegasus. Uh, Unicorn is a bit redundant. He almost seemed like uh, off brand Hyoga. But then yeah. when he actually has a scene, I'm like, OK, he's kind of a meathead. He's kind of a Kirishima. Yes, he is. He's much, that is a very good way of putting it. He is very Kirishima. <laughs> yeah. And Hyoga's Hyoga's not the meathead. He's the, he's the ice cold. Mm hmm. Anyway, as you were saying, I interrupted you. Um, you were talking about Hyoga. You're saying he's very good at what he does. Yeah, and so him showing his competency and then like showing that he and the main character are kind of on the same page, just kind yeah, of approaching that, from different angles. That's a really good way of showing where both characters are. It it also establishes like the contrast. Like I, you can already tell that Hyoga's kind of going to be the 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 close rival, mm-hmm. even though you've got all these other saints, right? And I could be wrong; they could pivot. But Hyoga seems like if he's not just going to be the you know the the fight you look forward to for this tournament arc, mm-hmm. it, it it feels like that could go on for longer. And it's country it's like contrasting in that he's a foil for Seiya. So like he's the the calculating collected and like, you know, uh, icy glare character who's like studying your weaknesses. Right. But that's what makes it cooler when Saya does that and he notices it like Saya is, you know, kind of the, the hothead. But. He like notices Saya is studying this guy and he's just figured it out at the same time I did. Yeah, the recognition is really cool. And it's <clears throat> something about the kind of the machismo mm-hmm. of of the saints, like all of these characters where they're like they're watching this fight and they're genuinely getting into it. Yeah. Like they're they're not cool to be interested. They're not too cool to be interested in this fight that they're all watching. Not even Hyoga. And I like how uh, when they're going through that replay of the moment that uh, Shiryu, like, or okay, the moment that Seiya exploits Shiryu's one weakness. Yep. Like when they're slowly going. That was a really fun diegetic, like, slow-mo scene. Yeah. 
it was uh, that's what made it feel different was that it was diegetic i didn't mm-hmm. realize that until just now i was like why is this why why is them belaboring this single moment in the fight not bothering me it's because it's being shown up on the tron mm-hmm. for like the crowd to see and it's like they're, they're like oh what just happened the fact that you got to you know see the results but then it's like how did he do that and it's like say down what happened and then they're going through it and yoga already knows what happened and yep. he's like he's he's like <coughs> god it's so dry in here he's relaying their reaction back to them but then he's and they're like responding. And he's like, but we're not to the most important part yet. And then it like keeps going forward. And it's this is so cool. <clears throat> it's it's dripping, dripping with cool. Yeah. And, and I don't want to like say like I didn't really expect that because I didn't from an 80s anime. I just kind of expected like a really fun time. Yeah. Here's the thing. I don't expect anything to be this cool. This is if something's this cool, it is unexpected. It, it kind of makes me want to go back and look at Slug Terra again. <laughs> <laughs> that thing that we were like, "Hey, this isn't terrible. This doesn't. This have is any actually right good to be this cool, <clears throat> dude." When they introduced the motorcycle and Slug Terra, I was like, "What is what is going on? What is this?" <laughs> Are you guys going to make me love again? I, anyway. I, yeah, anyway. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, you were going to say something. Oh, no, I was... I got to blow my nose. I, uh, I, I was <sighs> going to say that I have never watched anything more than, like, the first couple episodes of Slug Terra, but... <laughs> but, no, I, yeah, I've, as for Saint Seiya, like, I... It's not that my expectations were low, it's just when I think of older anime, like I don't really have much to think of. Uh, like it's kind of like thinking many... of old black and white movies. Yeah, it's like I don't. I the only things that I know of older black and white movies are like you know Buster Keaton and like uh, oh wow Charlie Chaplin. It's like those are the ones I think of, and I haven't well, those really are awesome, seen much but... else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is like. It's even better for me when it comes to black and white film than it is 80s anime. I don't I don't think of very many 80s anime at all, except for now Saint Seiya. I think the thing that makes me very able now to uh, watch older stuff and not think, ew, it's old. <laughs> it's got weird old mannerisms. The thing that's totally changed me is, you know, uh, being forced through that gauntlet of a film school where it's like, all right, well, you're going to go watch a bunch of old stuff because Mm -hmm. that's what everyone is. That's what everyone learned from. And you go watch citizen Kane and the third man. And you're like, Oh, these didn't age. These are better than anything we're making right now. Yeah. Like just from, just from the actual on the ground execution. It's like, we still haven't figured out how to do better than this right here. All the effects and, and color in the world could not get us caught up to this so that's what gives me like the benefit of the doubt now where it's like oh this came out in 1983 hmm actually when did when did demolition man come out because i feel like demolition man is another example of like i think sci-fi peaked and it was 93 okay so that was the 90s Stallone looked great in the 90s. 
he must have he must have really gotten old really fast after a certain point. Yeah, I remember the first uh, the first time that I thought that was in uh, Creed. I was like, oh, man, he looked old. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, when I saw him in The Expendables, that was when I was like, whoa, when did he get old? But like, yeah. you know, I had been watching him in Rocky mm-hmm. and that's the 70s. So I was just thinking, well, by the 90s, man, he had to have been rough. But no, nah, he, he's still like he looks like a like a action star in Demolition Man. Uh, so does Wesley Snipes, which, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's the bad guy. But yeah, th- yeah, his Stallone's jaw. Like and his jowls, like man in Demolition yeah. Man, they look they look good. At some point, the jowls became Stallone. Right, <laughs> he became jowls and nothing else. He's just sentient jowls. But yeah. Um. <clears throat> also, his this eyebrows stuff now are a little too done up. Yeah, I wish he'd stop with that. Like, you can be an old man. It's all right. Yeah. In fact, we'd probably like you as an old man. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I digress. Uh, the the as of now, like now that we're watching this and actually going through it, it's like yeah, this has uh, this exists in its own time. Mm-hmm. But that also means it has stuff we're missing, or maybe that we've forgotten about. And uh, yeah. it makes me kind of dread eventually moving forward and like watching the new Saint Seiya series. I was just about to say that because like there are a ton of Saint Seiya series. Yeah, all throughout the decades. So like there's stuff in the 90s, there's stuff in the aughts, there's uh, one in 2014, and I'm pretty sure there was one in 2019. And there was one that just came out this year as well. Really? Uh, Oh no. Yeah, it's a a Netflix original thing. Uh, is it CG? I'm almost certain. I will not watch that one. And the problem is, is it's actually called Knights of the Zodiac. So. Well, here's the thing. If I'm not mistaken, the original Saint Seiya is called Knights of the Zodiac. Yeah, that's and, why I was specifying that. Yeah, and then the new one is called Saint Seiya colon Knights of the Zodiac. Yeah, okay, 2022 is when this is supposedly coming out. Oh, I Wait thought a second. it was already out. Is this... Hold on, let me look into this. Is this expected 2022? Is this oh, it's already got. It's already got two seasons. Um, it's, oh, never mind. Uh, From the poster, I thought maybe it could be uh, live action, but... Oh, it's most definitely CGI. Yep. I'm uh, looking at it right now. Why? Netflix has to be stopped. I, here's the thing. Uh, you, I sent you the article. I don't know if you responded, but Funimation bought Crunchyroll... Yeah, I, d- I did see your message on that. And uh, my first reaction was, well, I don't really like Crunchyroll, but at the same time, I don't really like Fun- Funimation owning both. Yeah, uh, I don't. The Crunchyroll has a terrible app or not app. They have a terrible uh, video player in the browser. So like the worst way to watch anything on Crunchyroll is on the Crunchyroll website. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of their apps are good. And uh, the Verve player is great. Mm-hmm. It's much better than theirs. But like 
the it makes me worry about verve because the best reason to have verve is that you've got crunchy roll and you've got high dive together so yeah. you know that's two anime services together um funimation buying crunchy roll makes me kind of worried just because i don't like funimation's agenda like the fact that they they ran vic Mignana, like they ran him out mm-hmm. for like being a creep and then immediately afterward it was coming out that well chris sabbat is kind of a creep like had a whole casting couch situation and everything Eesh. uh and i don't i don't know what actually happened about that but in either in either case it was all just accusations flying out i mean i didn't get anything about that from crunchyroll and i think it's because people translating subtitles you don't get celebrities when it comes to that whereas right. Those two who are, you know, doing English voices for dubs, they are their own little celebrities in their circle. And it's like, I don't I don't like that. I don't I don't like that getting mixed up in my, you know, my uh, honorable grunts doing translation work. Yeah, it also uh, makes me worry because when Funimation has been doing these translations, they're adding memes lately that are not there. In the original oh, material, uh, yeah. There, what, what what show was that recently that we saw that did that? Uh, that we saw, I I can't remember. the The iconic one is uh, one of those slice of life anime. They started adding Among Us memes into it, which is like, wow. Uh, <sighs> do not ever do that. You should be ashamed. I mean, actually, you know what? You should just be fired, first of all. And then after you've been fired, you should be shamed. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, that worries me a little bit. Uh, I I figured out that Funimation is owned by Sony. I didn't know that because I was like, how in the world did Funimation afford Crunchyroll? And then I found out Crunchyroll was AT&T, which I also didn't know. It's like, oh, this is just Sony and AT&T like trading properties like this was no oh funimation just made a big acquisition of their closest competitor it's like no at&t gave sony something for like 7.5 billion dollars it's it's almost like like a stare into the void when you start to realize that just everything is owned by like these few corporations (laughs) five people Yeah, yeah yeah it's like Oh, God. So it really is in a situation where it's like, oh, I don't know about this becoming too big and corporate. It's like, no, it was already. (laughs) This was a shifting of pieces. And it wasn't like Crunchyroll got swallowed by a big corporation. It was already swallowed by a big corporation. Right. And just, you know, hacked it up and spit it in the other's mouth. Doesn't Crunchyroll also own like, um, what is it? Webtoons? Like whatever the. um, Uh, If they don't, they are doing adaptation of Webtoons uh, manhwa, like the Crunchyroll originals or whatever. They're like actively involved in the process of getting those animes made. So yep. I, you know, I, I kind of wonder what's going to happen with that. Like, are does that mean it's it does, is Webtoon included? Does that mean Crunchyroll and Webtoon are severed? And it, it kind of makes me wonder. So, if I'm paying for a Funimation subscription and a Verb subscription, is anything going to change? Yeah. And am I going to am I going to end up having a a redundant purchase? But most importantly, 
does this help or hurt our our anime ad or our trigger anime adaptation of Burning Effect? Oh yeah, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Who can say? <laughs> Just that—that's such a pie in the sky thing that it's like, <laughs> wow. You know what? Maybe this isn't such a big deal. <laughs> Because, like, I don't know, I got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I almost wonder, let's see. If if Verve I, I think actually best case scenario is that nothing changes as far as you know what I'm paying. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the best I could hope for. Because what's gonna suck is when they end up having like a, a a halfway solution where it's like you have your subscription for Funimation, your subscription for Crunchyroll, and then you're going to have a subscription that includes both and Verve isn't going to be included. So I'm actually going to lose overall the amount of content mm-hmm. I'm getting. Which, I mean, maybe it'll just shift to where, okay, so I'm paying for that combination service and then I'm paying for like Verve Sans Crunchyroll. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> Who knows? All, all of that stuff is like, this is like when uh, Bethesda got bought by Microsoft and it's like, okay, so do we not get Deathloop anymore? <laughs> right. I actually, for, for like, there were actual journalists reporting that Deathloop might get canceled because at that point, like it had been a while since we'd seen anything from it. It was like, it might get canceled because it is a Sony game. Has it come out yet? No, it's actually coming out very soon. I think it's coming out in September. Uh, And it's going to be a PS five time limited exclusive. Hmm. Which is so weird because it, it is, almost literally being developed by microsoft at this point that's like it's kind of hilarious this is uh this is a new world we 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 talked about this when um when microsoft bought minecraft yeah that one was kind of a unique situation just because minecraft is like the most popular thing ever made Mm -hmm. so microsoft like buying it and then restricting it to only windows and xbox would have been suicidal for their purchase considering what they paid for it uh but then you know after the fact minecraft dungeons which is not minecraft at all it just uses minecraft as an ip as much as that can even be an ip i I don't understand that at all yeah it has it has characters or something this little lego game yep but uh yeah, it gets it gets this Diablo clone that is on all platforms. Like it's on Switch and like mobile and stuff. That was the that was the example. I I forgot that that game even existed because it's so not what I enjoy. Well, I really like Diablo clones, but uh my I think I become sick to my stomach just considering Minecraft as like an IP. Mm-hmm. Like let's say like the game engine i can see that as intellectual property but like minecraft steve being a character that has a name and lore and spin-offs is what i think disturbs me at a level that is horrifying enough to where i don't want to think about it but did you get him in smash i <laughs> know uh, i haven't bought any of the characters yet they're too expensive <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, I'll probably end up getting the fighter's pass and he's going to be in there. Supposedly he's fun to play as it's just, I, 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 he is not, he's not Minecraft, Steve. He's Minecraft. Right. Like that playable character is the game Minecraft. That's like uh, duck hunt, like uh-huh. duck hunt, the character. It's just called duck hunt. Like that dog and that bird. You look at the portrait on the character select. It's just duck hunt. That's the playable game. The game is the character. That's what that's what Steve should be or whatever. You know what? I'm just not going to call him Steve. Just call him Minecraft. Like, yes, he's Minecraft. <laughs> it's like the old <laughs> Halo is a cool guy and doesn't afraid of anything. <laughs> yeah, like uh, uh, calling Samus Metroid. Right. Only this is this. The joke was, is that, you know, no Master Chief and Samus are characters. Steve is not a character. Anyway, good grief. What are we talking How about? How did we get here? I don't know. I want to I want to stop talking about it. <clears throat> um, by, by the way, in the process of Netflix ruining St. Seiya, are they at least hosting it on their service like the original? Yeah, that was actually where I watched it, because for some okay. reason it wasn't like uh Crunchyroll was not casting to my t- or no, I wasn't watching it on Crunchyroll. I was watching it on undisclosed website, and it right. was not casting <laughs> to my uh, TV. And I really I wanted actually, to watch it on my TV. <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking, how's Daniel gonna get himself out of this sentence? <laughs> and the way he did it was by doubling down. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> the original 1996 Saint Seiya like wasn't being streamed on anything mm-hmm. as far as I remember. And then in the process of us watching this, I think it turned up on Netflix. I actually think it's been on Netflix since like 2019. Really? Okay. Well, I couldn't, I didn't see anything about it. Like I went to just watch and they didn't have it listed. Yeah. But I, now when I look at now it's on there. I hadn't seen it either, but it was when I searched Saint Say and it showed up on like the new, whatever this is that showed up on Netflix. I was like, well, I may as well check because then, uh, no, yeah, I stumbled across an article that was like back by popular demand with the new show that we just released. We're releasing, uh, like three seasons of the original show. And I was like, Oh, well I may as well check. And there it was. And all like quote unquote, six seasons of, um, the original show is on there. There's 10 seasons of the original show. Oh, okay. Well then six of the 10 seasons are on Netflix. Hmm. That's, I, I hate half measures so much there. I think they're my least, fa- I think that's my least favorite thing. It's your least it's favorite half measure. measures. Yes, it's like, don't stop doing this almost bullcrap. Like, I hate it so much. Give me nothing or give me everything. (laughs) It's funny when you uh, go to Just Watch and you click on the the IMDb rating for Mm -hmm. regular Saint Seiya, it sends you to the 2008 series and like its score. Hmm. What a mess. Why? Why is this? Okay, so like. I got the impression that Saint Seiya was like this well-known property. Like it, it permeated the culture or whatever. I mean, this is where the Shoryuken came from, but like, it seems like it's hard to find all in one place. And it's kind of the, the it's existence on the internet. Like it's documentation. We'll say is like an unregulated mess. Yeah. It is no dragon ball. 
yeah there's like i had a hard time finding a viewing guide for this which i guess maybe because it's not totally necessary uh i'm pretty sure all of the stories are in chronological order mm-hmm. so like you start from the one that was released first which i think this should always be the case right. you should always watch thing in release order but uh yeah uh, my anime list seems to have it together, but that's like the one thing they're supposed to do. So they kind of should everywhere else. Like just watch IMDb. Just the fact that only six of the 10 seasons are available on Netflix when Netflix apparently owns the rights to it makes me think, is this kind of a mess? Is there, are there like a bunch of different people who all collectively own some segment of the rights of Saint Seiya where it's like some people own some of the characters. So like if this character shows up in this season, well, we can't have that season. And if we can't have that one, might as well not have anything after it. Uh, oh, that's so <clears throat> frustrating. Yeah, this kind of stuff makes me angry. And you don't have to worry about it when you use undisclosed websites. <laughs> right. <laughs> Boy, they really know what they're doing. They they got it together, man. Uh, except for the ads, man. What ads? I haven't seen an ad since 2013. Right. Everyone talks about I oh, go on, these ads. When I go on somebody else's computer or when I try to go on undisclosed website on my TV. <laughs> oh, you got a smart TV? Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and when yeah, I cast. Were you doing that because it wouldn't cast? Well, when I cast it, no, when I, when I tried to cast it from my computer to the TV, it was like, oh yeah, yeah. You don't have an ad blocker. I, I love the, oh, you're, you're right. I didn't think about that. I haven't cast anything in a minute. I forgot that you'll still get ads if you like cast something, even if you're using like brave yeah, or something. It's weird. I, I've tried, I don't know. It, just, it kept playing the. I don't know. Something was going wrong. Uh, and I just, I was just so frustrated that I finally turned to Netflix. Man. You know, what's funny is I always, or not always, I'll have these moments where I'll be able to experience firsthand how other humans have been living their lives. <laughs> and like someone showing me something on their phone, like showing me a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. And an ad plays and my brain doesn't know what to do with it. I'm, I'm like, what is this? What's, what's going on? Why, why, why is no one reacting? What's happening? Yeah. And it's like an ad and I don't understand what's happening in the first like couple seconds. I'm like, is this what you were going to show me? <laughs> that's, and then that's the, and then they click thing. on it and I'm like, what, what's going on? Oh, is this the video? What was the thing before? <laughs> It's like I'm not built for this anymore. My like my computer, whenever I'm on YouTube on my computer, no ads, nothing. But because I because I don't have a, an ad blocker on my phone, if I ever use the YouTube app on my phone, it's ads galore and it drives mm. me nuts. I was trying to show Maddie a uh, a video on the TV downstairs, the smart TV, and um <clears throat> Like by the third ad, I was like, it's not even worth it. I'm turning this off. Dude, I don't know how the rest of the human race just lets this go on. Like it, it's so vis viscerally uncomfortable to me to have to constantly watch advertisements when I'm just trying to watch a video. Mm -hmm. I like I don't understand it. 
So like, like, how did we live? I haven't this? dealt with it for years. <laughs> it's so weird that other people continue to. And it's a very different beast than uh, than like the ad breaks in like say Avatar: Last Airbender or something because it wasn't I, like every five minutes. I, I that's true. Yes, they're they're way more aggressive mm-hmm. on like YouTube and and like Hulu and those streaming services. You know the 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 garbage ones that are indefensible. Gosh, uh, Crunchyroll is the worst offender. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? Yeah. So when I, the other day when I was at the gym, I was like, you know, I'm aware that there are TVs around. Mm-hmm. I'm like listening to music or a podcast normally. So I like, like when I get on the elliptical or whatever, some boomer was on there and had Fox news on. So I have to like fiddle with the touch screen to get that to turn off. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So boomers were at least able to figure out touch screen, touch screens good <laughs> enough to Blare more Fox News into their heads while they're trying to do something healthy for themselves. But, you know, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I like I, t- I turn that off. But there's a, a big TV that's always showing ESPN in the corner, which is, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> OK, I'm not I'm not going to make that joke. <laughs> but anyway, a, a commercial <laughs> for like some PS5 game came on. <laughs> and I swear to God, I was like doing uh, <clears throat> rope curls, if you know what those are, uh, where uh, you got like a like a machine where it's got like uh, this rope. Oh, and you're pulling you... down. Uh, I guess. Is that what that's called? I was doing the opposite. I was doing one where you start from the bottom and you pull up. Oh, OK. Like up to your collarbone. Yeah, anyway, but I, I am aware I was... of what it is. Yeah. So I was doing those and I, and I kind of glanced at the TV <laughs> for a split second. I was like, who's playing video games on the TV in the gym? <laughs> I, 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 I had forgotten what a commercial was at this point in my life. I've been I've been so far removed. <clears throat> like I, I pay for uh, I, 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 I like pay patreons to youtubers so it's like i'm i'm on the complete opposite side i would rather pay money to like not have anything interrupted like uh, i'm uh, i'm mooching on youtube premium but if i wasn't i would start paying for it now i don't mm-hmm. care that i'm about to be unemployed <laughs> like i'm gonna pay to not have my life wasted by ads <clears throat> time time is the most important commodity oh yeah Speaking of which, still talking about episode freaking four. Uh, So my pop off was the whole uh, flashback scene and the fact Mm. that his master is just purple Yoda. Yeah, that was his. He didn't look all that well from the beginning. So (laughs) like he is ill. I'm like, yeah, he probably knows. (laughs) He got like opposite jaundice or something. Appa jaundice jaundice it he's like that guy was from his childhood he's seen him before he knows he's ill this is not news lady but uh also yeah what happened with that did we forget i just die off camera because they never came back to that they They might come back to it later but yeah but (laughs) there are much much bigger problems in the moment yeah, they I, they definitely did not say whether he died or not. It was just like, oh, the fight's over. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I had a battle cry from episode four. Mm. If you want to hear that one. Mm-hmm. But it was after after he shattered the shield with his fist. His unstoppable fist met the immovable object and they both got destroyed. And I'm yes. like, well, I guess now we know. We don't have to worry about the question anymore, guys. Uh, the dragon saint has answered. <clears throat> but yeah. He like sheds his armor. Mm-hmm. And then, of course... And I, yes, I, I, I know, I know, my, I know which one you're. And that was mine too. Okay, continue. Oh, it may, it may not be because mine was kind of like, <laughs> mine is like a down and dirty battle cry. <laughs> it was like, I'll now put you in the grave with my bare hands. Oh, I was like, that's a pretty sick line. Like after all that, he's like boasting, you know, you can't win because I have this shield and mm-hmm. this fist. He loses both and it's like, I am going to still kill you. And I I can't remember the exact wording, but it was the next line that was mine when Saints when uh, when Saint say uh, when he yes. um <laughs> when Minecraft said <laughs> <laughs> when he was like, well, I'm going to meet you at your level. I can't remember the wording that he used, but it was that one that was like, ah, that's fine. Yeah. And then he dropped his armor, mm-hmm. which I like how they call it cloth. Something about that's really cool to me. Yeah. The the little names. It's like a, it's like a, um, a classy underselling of exactly what it is. Yes. And it like, also this is a just, cloth. It also adds to just the eclectic nature of the lore. Yeah. <laughs> he's a man of the cloth. And he's like, oh, you mean the freaking Greek mythos power armor? <laughs> the chrome <That> armor? <laughs> yeah, the 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 neon <laughs> teal chrome armor that that lets him fly or something. Yeah, he's a man of the cloth. <clears throat> So yeah, that was my battle cry from uh, episode four. I loved that scene when he sheds the armor. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, this seems like something that makes no sense. But in the context, it's like, well, yeah, he's going to do that. There's no other answer. Yeah. What, you think he's going to continue the fight with the armor? Are you stupid? And then the fight from there and how it like progressed to them realizing <laughs> this is going to go on forever if we don't make a move. Yeah, like uh, each, each blow or each blow could be fatal because they aren't wearing their armor. And it's like, oh, OK, so they really don't get their offensive prowess necessarily from the cloth. Like the cloth is there for like protection more than anything. Right. <clears throat> also uh episode five the beginning like when it just is them fighting like it's mm-hmm. just animated action scene was really good mm-hmm. and it's like I, i'm noticing there's very few like reused shots like there's a lot of original animation all throughout this show yeah they'll they'll show like flashes like the only thing that i remember them repeating was the um was his rising kick in uh or yeah. his rising punch uh they showed that scene again and then showed the painting again but that was the only part of repeated animation that i remember except for the, like the you shows- know when when they're in the middle of the the fighting <clears throat> bouts and they kind of repeat the same things you mean like like the little bits, like the in-between right. stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he punches, I punch, he punches, I punch, like that type thing. Right, so 
what I noticed was I was like, this this isn't what I've been led to believe is the case for 80s anime. Mm-hmm. Like from what I understood, there's a lot of like very, very, it's very cheap. Yeah, very stilted. Like I think of Speed Racer. <clears throat> yes. Well, that's way before the 80s, but. But yeah, like that's what I think of is like I think of like the mouths moving at like, you know, pretty much like sock puppet levels. Yeah, Uh, which I mean, that that still happens in modern stuff. And I think it's just once you've seen enough anime, you get used to that thing and it doesn't bother you anymore because it's kind of it's industry standard. This is how we keep the lights on. (laughs) Like this is one of the few things that we're just going to keep doing because it's not it's not a terrible detriment. Um, and say, say it does that as well, but like the actual animated choreography of the fight and all the different shots mm-hmm. and the fact that they're close, like you, you, they're like having to be like kind of detailed, close shots of like their bodies and their, and like the details and their, their movements mm-hmm. are having to be like included in all of the animation. It was like, it, it struck me and I wonder if it should, because I haven't seen much 80s anime i just kind of have my idea of it i've seen uh fist of the north star and fist of the north star is very uh it's not mm, it's not that it's slow paced i think it definitely isn't but it's very uh what's the word not procedural it's not plotting either it's very much like kenshiro you know, dramatically walks like slowly from the distance, walks into a village mm. and there's like, you know, Oh, there's some trouble. And you know, he, he like stands up to the bad guy and they trade if they trade some words and then he very quickly dispatches the guy. Like that's the, uh, the feel that I get from eighties. Is that the, Oh my womo. Yes. Okay. Oh my womo. Um, <laughs> and then the ear piercing yeah. screech. Yeah, it's just like also uh, the visual thing that happens, which it starts rapidly flashing red and white. (laughs) It's like, ooh, simulated epilepsy. I don't have it, but hey, maybe it's a little like this. (laughs) As you're convulsing. I really want to watch this to the North Star, but I have I have not yet dipped my toe. It it is not belt, but it is a very it's very fun to watch. Now, um, basically, Fist of the North Star is Kenshiro sees that some bad guys are getting out of line, so he brutally murders every single one of them with extreme prejudice. Oh, no. <laughs> and and they are not even a threat to him at any point. When did <laughs> like, this come out? I, I want to say it was l- maybe, maybe late 70s. <clears throat> I want to say it was the eighties. It was, uh, it, it was basically a, mo- a mo- uh, God, a manga creator saw Mad Max and thought, Hey, that's cool. What if I had Bruce Lee in the role instead? Oh, okay. And, you know, added a bunch of, uh, supernatural things. 1984. I get I get Fist of the North Star and Yu Yu Hakusho mixed up just because I've never seen either of them. Mm, okay. 
they are nothing alike uh, from from what I understand, but I keep yeah, no. like getting them mixed up in my head. Uh, I think it's really unfortunate, uh, unfortunate that uh, one of them has an incredible fighting game and the other doesn't. Apparently, I haven't seen Yu Yu Hakusho either, but apparently Yu Yu Hakusho really deserves a good fighting game and it's never had one. Mm. Uh, whereas Fist of the North Star or Hokuto no Ken, which is the Japanese title. It's got a a really good one. Uh, it had one came out on the PS2 area, PS2 era, but was pixel art. So it was like that late high res, high fluidity pixel art, and it looks amazing. That's awesome. But yeah. Uh, anyway, that that's my that was my impression of eighty stuff. Is that it's the action is like hits hard when it hits, mm-hmm. but. They're going to take their time before getting there. Like, and once they do get there, they want it to be over as quickly as possible because it's freaking expensive, dude. Right. You know how hard it is to color in these cells. You know how hard it is to make an entire red cell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you look at, you know, the moments in My Hero where they're like, okay, well, here we're going to spend the whole budget. Yeah. And this is the third time we're doing it this season. I think I've just I've just been uh, <clears throat> kind of trained to expect less from 80s anime for some reason. And I think it's because, you know, the kind of uh, cynical culture has this opinion of the 80s right. where it was like, oh, well, the nightmare was finally o- over when that when that stopped being a thing. And now everything like obsesses over and parodies the 80s. Yeah, I was just about to, like, because man, is it. Uh, is it loved in a ironic way? Yes, it's very ironically and perversely like uh, kept in it, like the 80s lives rent free in the subverters head. Yeah. Uh, probably because it's like the, the situation with like the Cold War where it's like. America thinks they won that mm-hmm. where it's like, well, you technically didn't lose it like they definitely did. Right. <laughs> but, you know, we can't stop making Cold War stuff and, you know, how how uh, Americans basically stared down the USSR until it destroyed itself. And it's like, no, it kind of uh, really just an unsustainable system. It was going to happen sooner or later. Right. But uh, it's like staring down a terminally ill person. <laughs> oh, I got him. Do you see the fear in his eyes, boys? Yeah, that yeah. was the cancer. <laughs> yeah, the cancer had spread to his optical nerves. <laughs> but yeah. Um That's that's what it feels like where it's like the, the 80s are everywhere, but it's all in like parody mm-hmm. and like satire of the 80s. Whereas when you actually go to the 80s and experience them, it's a totally different vibe. Yeah. And uh, I strongly. Like I, I think that I need to try and expunge that from myself while I'm watching this show. Like I need to really try to just come to it with an open mind and try not to have expectations because when it has good choreography, I end up getting distracted from the story. Like it kind of. Was a uh, what would you say the um, 
suspension of disbelief was broken, but only because I wasn't expecting there to be like good, briskly choreographed and directed action that was like uninterrupted by conversation or flashbacks or whatever. And I was like, well, dang, this is kind of good. This is better than some of the things from now. Yeah, this is better than some of the things in like Naruto that, you know, that stuff that came after the fact. It's like there, it, it's it's one thing to have low expectations of something that isn't good so that you can enjoy it. But it's another mm-hmm. thing when it's like the thing is actually good and your low expectations are bringing <clears throat> you out of it. Yeah, they're kind of ruining it for me. Yeah, and I mean, it's not ruined. Really, I, I should no, say no, that. no. But it is it is ruining a lot of the moments that you could be experiencing because you're like. Because you're like, uh, you weren't expecting it to be this good. And simply having that thought, like, pulls you out of it. It's like watching Robocop and being like, wow, this is actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where it's like, this is not a this is not a dumb story that's yeah. being told. Like, his visor is kind of silly. But I also at every point in my life have thought it was really cool. (laughs) Why don't I just let myself think it's cool and enjoy this really good story with great practical effects? Right. Yeah. I think we've been psyoped. We have. (laughs) I think that's what's happened. We've been gaslit into thinking the 80s weren't freaking sweet. Like, you can't tell me that their armor isn't cool. Yeah, no, it it just is. Also, I want to say when people these days talk about how, you know, uh, there, there's some there's something that just came out. I think it, it's some new Iron Man cartoon or something. Oh, gosh. Oh, no, no, no. I know nothing it, about it was, that. It was the Iron Man uh, comic books. Oh, like they've started they've started doing this thing where it's kind of a dramatic sequence when it shows like the different pieces of armor going on to him. And it's almost like a transformation sequence in an anime. And the people making it think that what they're doing is subverting the magical girl thing where it's like, Oh, but it's Tony Stark. And it's like, well, the magical girl thing was kind of the girls getting a version Right. Of the transformation sequence that already existed in like anime aimed anime aimed at boys. I mean, like the Voltron mm-hmm. like combining segment is that. And uh people are like a kill a kill subverts magical girl girl, and I'm like, I think it kind of reclaims it. Right. <laughs> it's kinda like, nah, this has its roots in like Pro wrestling, essentially, like there's a lot of testosterone in this. (laughs) This kind of like powering up. I mean, that's Hulk Hogan when he hulks out. That's his transformation sequence or it's like all the blows are bouncing off. He's unfazed. So like all of it's uh, I mean, you know, really anime really just all comes back to Hulk Hogan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. When was when was let's see, I have to actually look this up. Uh, because I wasn't there to experience, so I shouldn't be expected to know it off the top of my head. But when was WrestleMania three? What year was that? Eighty seven. Okay. Ooh, Ooh, hey, we might be on to something. Well, maybe. Hang on. <laughs> maybe these were just happening at the same time. 
because Saint Seiya happened in around around the same time as WrestleMania three. Mm, maybe the opposite is true. Oh, maybe it really was since the very beginning. WrestleMania and anime have just been like the two sides of the double helix. That is this. <laughs> Or not, not WrestleMania, but pro, pro wrestling. Pro wrestling and anime have always been like two sides of the same coin. <clears throat> when was like, when was the first WrestleMania? Uh, I think it was just like, like they, they are, if I'm not mistaken, maybe they weren't annual yet. Yeah, they've always been annual. So it was 85. Okay. Uh, and WrestleMania was like the first um, sort of, it's it's like, the championship more or less for the WWF which is now the WWE but also there were things that existed before the WWF but the WWF and in particular Wrestlemania 3 is really like that's the thing that clinches it Mm. that was when Hulk Hogan faced Andre the Giant Mm -hmm. it was like the most anticipated match of all time it's like the most iconic one of all time Dang. When did Andre the Giant die? Uh, not long after that. Yeah. He never really got he never really got to be old. No, he didn't. Let's see. Oh, OK. Well, I mean, no, no, he didn't live much long after that. He, he died in 93. Yeah. So that was six years before he died. That is a large man. My goodness, his Wikipedia page. That is that is a large individual. You talking about the one where he has the the black spandex on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that's the wow. iconic look. That that was what he wore in WrestleMania three versus Hulk Hogan. Also, uh, Hulk Hogan like lifted him in WrestleMania three. Jeez, steroids, bro. Also, just the being fueled by the crowd. But yeah. Anyway, en- enough about wrestling. <laughs> Though it uh, is I'm, I'm very have... similar to anime. <laughs> hey, now that I got a little more time in my hands, maybe I'm gonna st- maybe I'll start doing a wrestling <laughs> show. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> anyway, I mean, this part in Saint Seiya, this is just pro wrestling. I'm, I'll just leave it. I'll oh, just yeah, leave it there. Absolutely. I mean, they're in a coliseum <laughs> wrestling in front of everybody. It might have a little bit higher stakes, but oh, you wish. <laughs> but uh anyway episode five great mm-hmm. choreography uh that cross counter mm-hmm. i felt that yep. in my soul yep. that was freaking sick oh but it was a little different you know one to the face the other to the heart i was like oh we punching hearts now yep but yeah that was his that's his one opening it's like right before he strikes his left arm lowers man and it's like that's that's such a a small little thing <laughs> that I like that it's being blown into the main way he's going to defeat him. Also, the fact that Shiryu now has two massive weaknesses that are public record, <laughs> like televised. And it's like, geez, how's this guy supposed to get along? This poor guy like, is not going to be able to be a superhero. You might as well just let him die. Like, <laughs> Get him to punch his own shield and then punch him in the heart. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when he's doing his signature moves, mm-hmm. that's it. He's got two big wide open weaknesses. <clears throat> oh, but man, yeah, the revival scene. Ugh. Yeah, that was incredible. Uh, oh, b- hang on. But before that, oh. my, my favorite shot in all three of these mm. was that panning shot they had to show who won. 
after the cross counter mm. where it's like it's this like almost top down like wide angle lens kind of disorienting shot where it shows say say a like knocked up against the chains and he looks like he's unconscious yep and then it slowly pans and sheer is just on the floor like out of the ring and i was like that was freaking yeah, cool that was a really cool moment it, <clears throat> and like there i am a mark for that shot or at least you know when somebody is knocked up against the ropes and they're hanging like that like oh okay i love shots like that for some reason i have always like you should watch boxing movies i do <laughs> they're great <laughs> oh boxing yeah. Oh, did you ever get back into boxing? No, I know it's been you've been the, on kind um, of a kind of a whirlwind ride. Yeah, but the uh, the uh, the boxing gym that I was going to, I think they <clears> may <throat> have closed down, uh, but I haven't had the chance <sighs> to go back and check to see if they've opened back up since all the <sighs> stuff. Yeah, y'all didn't realize, but but Daniel has been on an absolute adventure and he didn't miss he didn't miss one week of recording. <laughs> The whole time there, he stuck there to that, been like micro been delays, all, but yeah, yeah, but they wouldn't notice because we've got the buffer going. Oh, that's true. Yeah, uh, but but you never missed a week. I remember back in the day, early seasons, we had to take weeks off for some stuff. Mm -hmm. But despite all of this, like you didn't miss a week. You you got one in there every single time. I have tried very <clears throat> hard to maintain. <laughs> it's working. Whatever you're doing. Sweet. Uh, so, yeah, the whole revival scene thing, <laughs> which I wrote down as it was being as I was as my brain was grappling with what was about to happen. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, man, this equal shock thing is really stupid or really cool. <laughs> like The way to revive him is to provide a blow of equal shot to the opposite side of his heart. <laughs> it really is stupid, but it's so cool. Something about it makes sense. I know I know we've we've kind of uh or at least I have um relieved myself of the responsibility of like interpreting the symbolism to mm -hmm. such a an obsessive degree just because I feel like I, I don't think I'm good enough. Mm. Like but the, there's something about that that just works. Where it's like in order to bring this guy back you have to apply the same force in the opposite direction. Right. It's like you pushed him to the brink <clears throat> once. You got to push him back. And, and it also makes me think this might be a devastatingly cool plot device later. Mm. Like someone, someone that we're trying to save has been given a blow by like one of the villains. So we have to deliver a blow as strong as the villain in order to bring them back. Oh, I don't know if it happens, but the implication I thought was, I was like, Ooh, I'm getting a little excited. Yeah. I also loved in the scene when they're like, wait, <clears throat> if you hit him from here, you'll just blow a hole through his chest. You have to take, take two, take maybe couple. three steps back. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a very precise, imprecise science. Yes, but in the moment, I didn't care. No, I was there. I was like, we're about to get the blow. You know, like Saint Say is like barely maintaining consciousness the whole time. Right. And they're like, oh, we're going to do it. And then it's like, oh, too close. You got to back up. And it's just like, come on, man. <laughs> 
the tattoos fading. I don't know why, but it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, and I, I, I actually really enjoyed the way that it was like when he came back, it was it wasn't like he just like sprung up. It was like, oh, no, he's still unconscious. Yeah, that was great. I And, and I liked how uh, who, who was holding him there? Was it Andromeda or. Uh, or or Unicorn, who was like holding Sheer you up? I think it was to, Andromeda. like get hit. I think it was. Andromeda. OK, yeah. And then when he gets hit, it like. Blows, blows both, both of them, of them back, back and it like the wall. Bl- yeah it like blows the wall up and they're just like he's conscious and i'm like this is so freaking cool can you imagine if like if something were to happen like this just like during wrestlemania on live television <laughs> dude stuff like this <laughs> happens all the time in wrestlemania this is like I'm telling you, man, wrestling is anime and vice versa. Uh, anyway, I mean, at least this kind of anime. <clears throat> so I should get more into five, wrestling. It's really hard because we've been made so cynical and we're not allowed to enjoy things. Wrestling never got cynical. It never got ironic. Dang. If anything, like the story arc of Daniel Bryan is like the most anti whatever modern entertainment is it's like the most anti that thing that has come out in like oh man oh i was gonna say the past five years but now i'm starting to think was that more than five years ago it might have been i've i've the only things that i've watched on and or i almost said anime um uh, that I've watched on wrestling have been on Super Eye Patch Wolf's uh, videos where he like goes into this big long rant <coughs> and tells stories about wrestling and I'm like man these stories are really good. I wonder if he covered Daniel Bryan. I almost feel like there's no way he could have avoided it. He did the the ones uh, or the the two guys, the one from Japan, one from the US. I can't remember their names. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, that Yeah, I didn't know that one. That was new to me. That and that whole like that story like rips you apart. Oh yeah. I I was like having tears well up a little. Oh yeah. <clears throat> uh but uh, it occurs to me maybe he had didn't cover Daniel Bryan. Just because uh, Super Eye Patch Wolf definitely likes subversive things. Like, for example, he prefers Hunter x Hunter over uh, My Hero. I've, so, I've never watched Hunter x Hunter. so It's it's uh, just the subversive version of Shonen anime. Oh. Like, it's, it's, it's not what you're expecting, so it's valuable. <laughs> That's, like, his favorite. So... Mm. Wow, he's done a lot more wrestling videos, hasn't he? He's he's come out with a lot more recently that I haven't seen all of. <clears throat> I haven't uh, been subscribed to him since like 2016. Mm. I th- I can't remember why. I can't remember why I checked out, but it was a very long time ago. Wow, he's come out with a lot of stuff since then. Oh, yeah. The last thing that I really saw was... I have a feeling you're about uh, to Berserk 2016. Oh. Yeah, he did two Berserk videos in a row, and I didn't know anything about Berserk, and I didn't want spoilers, so I didn't watch oh. it. 
he did one on Junji Ito, and I was like, I don't want to freak myself out right now. Yeah, that and then he did Silent up. Hill, and I don't think Silent Hill is a good video. I don't think his Silent Hill video is is good. So I kind of never checked back in. I might have unsubscribed. I don't think I watched this the Silent Hill just because like I've never really found myself interested in Silent Hill. I haven't played any of the games, so I I just eh. I well, I, I don't think <laughs> I don't I don't think this guy should be reviewing video games, which it doesn't look like he has since that one. Huh. Yeah, I think that might have been his last one. No, he does one on devotion. I don't know anything about that, but anyway. yeah. Anyway, uh, off of anime tubers. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wrestling. So we talked about episode five ends. It ends with the revival, right? Which the episode title was a miraculous revival. And I'm like, bro, how are you going to call that out before anything's even <laughs> happened? Come on. Episode six kind of starts off a new arc, which we just get the introduction to yeah, more or less. Yeah. And like it was supposed to be, what was it like unicorn? It was his battle and um, shun versus Jabu. Yeah. It was going to be Andromeda versus unicorn. Yeah. And unicorn just is getting styled on the whole time. Right. Andromeda is doing nothing. Like it's a very one-sided match and then it just gets interrupted by, uh, I can't remember the guy that came at, what was his name? Phoenix. Icky. Oh, Phoenix. Phoenix was the the his. Oh, like, Phoenix. Yeah, yeah. It was the the Phoenix Saint. Uh, Iki was and he uh, came the back name. from hell. Yeah, uh, they kept saying that. I, I think that's like I don't know if they mean that literally or if that's a title that he has. Yeah, because it was like when they showed like the flashback of the brothers <laughs> being separated, and then it was just like, yeah, we're we're just taking him to hell. <laughs> well, it kind of looked like it was just some thugs roughing him up. So I'm like, I don't know if it's I don't know if those guys are, are demons or anything, <laughs> which I also don't know if demons are canon in this lore because I don't know. Actually, I should probably err on the side of everything is canon everything in is this canon, lore, yeah. <laughs> which is the opposite of canon. Like canon itself means that it is like. There are things that are not inside of it. It's the George but, Lucas Star Wars books days canon. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, uh, I recently got reminded of McClunky and could not stop laughing for days. I don't even remember that. I, I don't know what that is. Oh, wait. Do you not know about this? Wait. It's the, wait. the Disney Plus cut of Star Wars or of uh, A New Hope. I think I do remember this. <laughs> Where, <laughs> you know, I've been looking forward to this for a long time, is what Greedo says. And then Han says, I bet you have. <laughs> and then, you know, in the original, that's when he just shoots him from under the table, right. like no questions asked. Right. And it was like, wow, this Han Solo is a dangerous guy. He's, he's also pretty, very cool he's a and wily. Cool dude. Yeah. He's he knows he's in a bad situation. He's just going to get himself out of it. Anyway, forget that. They were going to change everything and make it horrible. But like they they kept editing it. And then apparently this was an edit that George Lucas made long before it was like long before Disney even owned Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't released on the Blu-ray. He was still making changes even after the Blu-ray release. So this was probably going to be like the 4K Blu-ray release. 
He changed the scene again, and it's its biggest change yet. Where you know he says, "I'll bet you have," and then it cuts to Greedo, and he just says, "McClunky," and then they both fire. <laughs> There's no translation for what he means by that. <laughs> like you know, everything else has subtitles, but then McClunky is nothing. <laughs> It's like the most plainly spoken syllables that Greedo gets. I have no idea what it's what it's oh supposed boy. to mean. Maybe it was maybe it was just a a landmine that George wanted to leave behind for whoever wanted to stumble across it. I almost feel like you know this was the file submitted from like his estate, and then without checking it, they just put that on Disney Plus, and that's what's there now. Yeah, it was, I, I'm seeing a bunch of videos 2019, where it was like, oh my god, it was changed again, and then McClunky for four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> McClunky! Oh anyway. boy. <clears throat> what kind of song that? about Phoenix. Yeah, anyway, back to that guy. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he that he, like he's come back from hell. It seemed like the other characters had an idea of this guy that had nothing to do with Andromeda's view. Yeah, like as far as Andromeda knows, he just hasn't seen his brother in a few years. And it's like, hey, look, there he is. Well, but they remember, um, was it Shiryu? Uh, Dragon so, Boy. Somebody was talking to Saya, and they were like, "It's somebody that we that we all think was dead." Okay. So maybe he like that's what made me think that like yeah he it's it's hell hell is real in this world. That's what that's also what they mean by he's back from hell. Where it's like I thought you were dead, mm. and we're not happy that you're back. <laughs> so you're back from hell. And he wants also a phoenix like yeah yeah phoenix rising from the flame yeah that's kind of on the nose <clears throat> he's uh significantly larger than everyone else yes in a way that is uh like uh uh Ram from uh tekken 7 where it's like though this guy isn't like bulky or fat he's like maybe three feet taller than the second <laughs> tallest person and he's like proportionately still larger like his arms are as long as their bodies i don't know if it was like the perspective because they didn't show him right next to each other but he seems he, he seems crazily large yeah like he's like nine or ten feet tall yeah large fella <clears throat> also uh, i don't think he uh, likes his brother despite them having basically no interaction Yeah, since uh, he like saved his brother's life I'm like that's interesting I'm sure that's going to be uh, a plot point but in the meantime we did forget about Shiryu's master so maybe we'll also forget about this I don't know everything moves so fast that I'm not entirely sure what's What's going to be left behind? And it's honestly, yeah, it's just like strap in. <coughs> we may come back to it. We may not deal with it. Like, let's go. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like there are more important things to worry about right now, which I'm like, OK, yeah, I, I endorse that. Mm -hmm. I'd prefer that. Mm -hmm. Like if we have time, maybe we could cover that stuff. But we literally don't like th there's enough urgency in the actual like main plot lines where I don't mind that that stuff may get forgotten. Right. Like the whole thing with like 
the the orphanage that Saya came from. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I I kept thinking. I did keep thinking about his sister, specifically that she's older than him, and the like the red hair of the girl who in the mask that was training him. And I was like, they keep showing them back to back, and it's making me think that they're the same person. But I'm trying not to think that because that's just. Like what? that might be a little too silly. Yeah. <clears throat> the fact that she's like helplessly standing by while bad things are happening just to maintain her cover. Right. It's kind of like, uh, <clears throat> gosh. Anytime some character is revealed to like have been some other character this whole time, it's like, wow, could have used your help in a few situations. That you were involved in. Yeah, why did this reveal take so long? Anyway, uh, my my battle cry from episode six Mm -hmm. was brother. (laughs) Because it had to be. I I love it when that stuff happens. And it reminded me of a girl Chan in paradise where he goes, mother, mother. I have not seen that. What you haven't? I don't think so. Ego Raptors anime parody from like way back in the day. Oh boy! From the Newgrounds oh, days. Oh man! If I have seen it, it has been a long time. I haven't watched an Ego Raptor <clears throat> video in years. Puny eukaryotic beings. He's a prokaryotic being. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think you you'll if you watched it back in the day, you probably didn't appreciate it since you hadn't seen as much anime. Because I know I didn't. I just liked it because funny man make noise and silly picture. But uh, like watching it now, which now it's also a situation where it's like, oh wow, this was a while ago, huh? Like this is also of its time now. But uh, I think that I, I recommend it. Go watch Girl Chan in Paradise. I'm sure it's on YouTube now, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was like that was I think by the time I was in college, we were watching it on YouTube. Let me see. Unless he's taken it off because he's retroactively decided it's offensive and he doesn't want anyone to know. Okay. Okay. I do remember. I do remember this, but it has been so long since I have seen it that I don't remember any of it. I just when I see the the main character's face and his his Ken Star stupid cockeyed face with the bandaid on his nose, I do remember that. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, it was at least it was uploaded to YouTube 11 years ago. Yeah, I think it might have been on Newgrounds earlier, but yeah, I always kind of forget some of the stuff I think is so far in the past is actually kind of recent, bro. But uh, I keep thinking that YouTube's not even 11 years old. (laughs) I just found a (laughs) C. Okay, so I I typed in Girl Chan in Paradise. Mm hmm. And you know, first two are Girl Train in Paradise. Third one is the uh, the Blaze Blue yep, that's uh, parody. But then <clears throat> you scroll down, not for long, 
and you start getting into like conspiracy grump stuff where it's like what happened to game grumps and it's like wow yeah that's really gonna follow them forever based on how that was handled anyway wow what a massive digression i might have to really edit a lot of that out uh but anyway (laughs) we keep getting caught on rabbit trails so okay, so the the chains are super cool and a wild plot device. They're kind of like the uh, the compass mm-hmm. from Pirates of the Caribbean, where it's like these are just going to point to whatever is important in the plot right now. Yeah, and they're going to be <laughs> like it's an like, automatic. Ooh, that's good to have in your back. Automatic defense. Yeah, automatic defense, but it's also like they they stop defending against unicorn because a bigger threat approached. Mm-hmm. And how do we know it's a bigger threat? Well, because the chains pointed at him. Right. <laughs> Good thing we don't have to figure that out. <clears throat> but it it's it's instantly communicated. Yeah. Uh also, how sweet was it when the Phoenix the, the Phoenix Saint like removes his visor and it does that zoom that like reveal on his face? Mm-hmm. And it's like that that's when Andromeda realizes it's it's his brother. Mm-hmm. It's like, could it be? And then it's like the little and it does like a uh, uh, I don't know what you would call that, but the thing where it has like multiple images like stacked on top of themselves. Yeah, the superimposed or whatever. Yes, only it was like eight layers of it. Mm-hmm. I just I wrote down this is so freaking stylish. Holy crap! <laughs> it was also kind of like a oh god, he's hot. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, the villain's handsome. That's never a good sign. That's always very bad. When when attractive people go bad, look out, man. Their insides have spoiled rather than the outsides. (laughs) Bro, (laughs) dude, look up here. Look up a picture of young Joseph Stalin. Oh, no. It is like it is the epitome of, oh, no, he's hot. Oh my he's like, god. He's impossibly handsome. <laughs> so it's like, oh no, yeah. That's what happens when good-looking people turn bad. What a dude. When you have uh what's his face? The 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 snake saint or serpent saint? Yeah, I mean, of course he's going to be the heel. He's got sunken eyes and he's bald. Gosh, there was a not a big threat. There was a there's a picture like with all these hot Stalin pictures. There's a picture. <laughs> there's so many. There's, there's then this picture thrown in. I'm just going to send this to you. And it, I it, think I know which one it is. What a change. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I almost don't want to say what we're looking at. <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel like it could get me in trouble. <laughs> I don't want to say who it is. Uh, it is another Russian. I'll say that. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah. Anyway. Um. <clears throat> so the whole thing with Icky. Mm-hmm. He he attacks. Uh, I can't remember and which one is Andromeda. I can't remember his name. Was it Shun? Uh, yes. I think that was okay. So it, yeah, he attacks Shun with like lethal intent. Mm-hmm. So, of course, this could go a number of ways. Mm-hmm. He could either be possessed by some evil force. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a situation where it's been so long that he is not the same person at all. And he's like 
he doesn't even have any ties to his previous life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could also be <clears throat> a situation where he's playing it up. Like, so he'll attack his brother first, just so whoever is keeping an eye on him doesn't suspect something. Are we talking about kayfabe? I, we may be. <laughs> I mean, we've, it's kind of hard not to, but it could be kayfabe. There could be a little bit of kayfabe going on. Because mm. you think, how does he have the cloth? Right? Yeah, because, like, doesn't it choose honorable people or does it yeah. just choose powerful people? That's a good question. I don't know if I don't know if they were clear about that. If it chooses powerful people, then this is not necessarily kayfabe, right? Uh, but like, and also, serpent wasn't honorable, but serpent could also be virtuous while not being an honorable person. He's you know he's an underhanded kind of good guy. Yeah, it's kind of like the 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 stab you in the back good guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's the assassin on the good guy team. Yeah. He is like, yes, he uses poison, but only on the bad guys. Uh, I don't know if it's totally clear on that, but whichever one they're going, they, they go with. It's like this is this feels like it's going to be our main villain for a minute, like more than a couple episodes. This is more than just an opponent. Right. He's got some staying power. And in determining if this is belt. One of those or like th- those are not equally valued. Those different possibilities for him. Right. I think I'm pretty neutral on the kayfabe possibility that actually, you know, makes it to where, OK, well, that isn't this case. It actually is this. But the whole thing where it's like. Because it's Shun's brother. And he could it's like you automatically want him to be one back to to their side. Right. You want this to be a uh, a Green Ranger situation. Yeah. Once again, kind of silly to make predictions on a show that was in the 80s. Right. But, but that's what I prefer to see if it were determining if it's going to be built. That's the kind of story I like. Yeah, because the, the redemption <clears throat> is what we, what we really enjoy. Yeah. Bringing him back into the fold. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably all I have to say for now, just because episode six is really an elaborate tease. Yeah, it really is so. just the the beginnings of the setup. It's not even like a full setup. It's just like, oh, here's the, the bad guy and here's the relationship that he has. Yeah, the fight between Andromeda and Unicorn is really kind of a time killer. As as fun to watch it as it was and as cool as it was, it doesn't really get to finish. So yeah. it doesn't really stick with you. Yeah. Nope. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm, that's... I'm really enjoying it. And like the <clears throat> I, I was when I was watching it the other night, it just it just kept reminding me of that that same Zeus. It's like I really feel nostalgic for this and I never experienced any of it. I, I almost wonder if that's what we're actually feeling. Are we feeling Zenzukt or is it a situation where we're coming across something that has true symbolism rather than subversive symbolism in as wacky as the, the lore is it is taking yeah. all the symbolism <laughs> yeah well it's like that almost keeps you off the scent <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh the the way the the characters and the plot and the uh the interactions are coming together yeah 
it just it's very honest. It's a very honest show. Yeah. And uh, maybe maybe it's that experiencing an honest story is what makes me think I'm experiencing nostalgia because in my childhood, there were only honest stories or we only consumed honest stories. Right. And they were the majority. Mm -hmm. And then in the course of us going from childhood to adulthood, that pendulum swings so hard in the opposite Mm -hmm. direction that it's not even funny. Like, good luck finding an honest story. Good luck finding something that isn't subverting something else. Right. Uh, I mean, now now we're in the, you know, the post postmodern. We're in the subversion of the subversion. And I'm like, I don't know if it works like that. I don't know if you uh, I don't know if that's sustainable. But I digress. Maybe I think it's Zenzooked just because I happened across a story that just it isn't trying to lie to me in some way. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely like when you said hard on its sleeve, it really does. And like there is there's nothing held back. Dude, it's just punching him in the back to bring him back to life and in the process launching him and the guy that was holding him there for the hit through, through the wall and then being like he's alive <laughs> like <laughs> that was awesome yeah I, I got chills yeah yeah that was good I wonder if Saint Seiya has a fighting game Anyway, that once I once I've decided, okay, I'm thinking about finding games now. That's probably time to wrap it up. I actually know that it has a game. I don't know what kind of game. Well, since we're talking about it, let's just look it up real quick. Uh, in the meantime, what are we gonna watch next week? I've totally forgotten. Is it gonna be Zoids? I think it's Zoids. Oh my gosh, it's been years. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh, uh, oh, oh God! It's an RPG. No. Oh, then there was a card battling game. Oh, then an educational game. But this is horrible. But there was a PS4 game that looks like a fighting game. Here, I'll send you. The- There's a PS3 game that's a beat 'em up. I'll send you. That was never released in the U.S. This is the image. Good thing the PS. This is the image that I found. Oh baby, that looks glorious. That's on the PS4? Soldier's Soul. How have I not heard about this? Oh, that's like... Yeah, that was in 2015. How did I not hear about that? Well, I guess probably it's only uh, released in Japan. Oh, it was released in... Oh, my word. Hmm. It was released in Latin America, and of course it was. You know, I don't even know. I don't even know why that doesn't surprise me. There's something about Saint Seiya. No, remember that I, makes when we first started it. I I told you about um, <clears throat> when I first was uh, introduced to this show. Uh, the friend that was watching it was saying like it was really popular in Latin America. Okay, well, I didn't. Why does that not surprise me? I actually don't know why. I don't know much about Latin America. Like, I've never been. It has got a huge <laughs> roster. I'm going to have to look into this game. Oh my I might God. have to get this game. This, this roster is ginormous. <laughs> it's probably a lot of clones. Just- wow! <laughs> That's too many. Yeah, most of those are clones. <laughs> That's too many characters, dude. 
Look, there's different versions of the character you're selecting. There's say a Pegasus, God Cloth, Rolling Crush. Good lord. Who's this Shura dude? Is this a spoiler? Capricorn. Divine Excalibur. Yeah, okay. I can't wait for that guy to show up. <laughs> I I really hope. It, <laughs> they gave they gave Capricorn man Excalibur. What? It's everything. Everything is canon. Wow. I uh I am very interested. Dude, if this has online play. <laughs> okay, we gotta wrap this up. I gotta get ready for work. <laughs> Alright, that's all we have to say. I gotta get <laughs> I gotta get ready to go turn in my two weeks notice, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week with three more episodes of Zoids. Yeah, and uh, it's gonna be episodes four, five, and six. Is it? Mm. It's taking us that freaking long to be six episodes. You remember when the plan was so we could uh basically watch as much as we used to right i think we are but since we're watching four shows it's almost it's not much it 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 feels like less because we're only watching three per week right i don't want to change it though i like the three it feels good so i'm just gonna have to i'm gonna suffer through it until we replace one of the shows with nothing and then we go down to three so we can get through these a little quicker right yeah. All right. Well, All right. Go beyond plus ultra and killing people is bad. It is. Yes, indeed. However, sometimes you got to put someone in your grave with your bare hands. Or if you kill them, threaten it. If you kill them, punch them again, but on the yeah. opposite side. With equal force. That's where you bring them back to life. It's important. That's that's the emts ought to know yeah. about that it's kind of embarrassing they taught me what's where's my where's all our taxes going know what i'm saying they is writing you a doctor's note <laughs> i am stuck